0: Day on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD Farrakh. Why didn't you tell me? Had I known.
1: Yeah, but even if I told you, you wouldn't have believed it. Hey, you didn't even tell me. That's on you. Whether I receive it or not, accept it or not, believe it or not, that's on me. But you didn't even tell me. That's on you. That's the warning to the watchman in Ezekiel. <laughs> your blood, Mr.
0: Watchman, their blood is on your hands. Because you didn't even warn them. You didn't even tell them the truth. What's coming? All throughout the Bible, we're told that judgment is coming upon an unbelieving, Christ-rejecting world. Today, Pastor J.D. warns you that you're responsible for the truth of the gospel that saves people from the judgment. Why wouldn't you warn those that you love and tell them about Jesus and that he can save them? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Titus chapter 2 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: You're assuming that you're going to get married and have children, give us grandchildren, and you know, start your career and live happily ever after okay, first of all, you should say, Lord willing. But you're also making another assumption, that we don't share that with you as our children or as a younger person. We want to see you do all that too. Well, what's the difference? Why then do you not feel robbed and we do? I believe it's this. I believe it's because we, the onus is on us, to teach them the truth about the rapture of the church and encourage them to put their hope in the return of Jesus Christ. Now again, stay with me. See, it could be, and I'm, I'm going to be very generic and not specific when I say this, It could very well be that we as adults, as parents certainly, have modeled for the young people an unhealthy, even unholy, attachment to this world and the things of this world that has lent itself to this. So they're making those assumptions based on the model that they have. So their hope is not in the rapture, their hope is in this world. No, I'm not fully excusing them. <laughs> That's on them, not to excuse it, but to in some way explain it. So you've got this adult, this parent, that has let go completely of this world, especially now, <laughs> by the way. And it's almost like, i am you'll forgive me, but this whole thing, when it started, it's kind of like God had to pry our fingers and our tight grip on those things that we looked to and indulged in and even could be guilty of idolatry in this world. And He just, I mean, we were holding on so tightly. And then this whole thing hits, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, oh, wow, this just doesn't look good. The outlook doesn't look good. Wow, that's good. Because when the outlook doesn't look good, try the up look. In other words, <laughs> wait, you're, you. oh, wait, let me see if I got this straight. Again, you'll forgive me. I, I don't mean to be snarky, but I kind of do, but... So you're saying that you're hoping that everything returns to normal so you can get your life back. Oh, you you want your life back? You want to keep your life? Lose it. And if you're unwilling to lose your life, you won't keep it. How about that? You know, there's now, and we've talked about this, but there's talk of, hey, now we're going to start reopening up, and you know, we're going to start, you know, loosening some of the restrictions, and you can go to movies again, you can go back into the theaters, and listen. Maybe I'll just speak for myself. I'm not interested. I'm kind of over it now. I think of that hymn. Again, you'll forgive me if I'm waxing nostalgic here, but I think of that timeless classic hymn, You Can Have This World. Just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. You can have it. And then that other hymn too the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace i tell you when you've tasted of the lord you're ruined when you taste of the lord and you see that he is good he ruins you for anything else i mean it's ruined for me <laughs> there's no love loss Okay, pastor, so what if, can we just do a what if here? Fine, sure, why not? What if uh you're wrong? Okay. What if things do go back to normal and you got this whole thing wrong? Well, first of all, I mentioned it in the update. I will humble myself and I will ask for forgiveness if I got this wrong. And things go back to normal. And you know, the Pharmaceutical companies have the good of mankind. You know. <clears throat> Sorry, I'd have taken that a little bit too far. Okay. Cool. You know what that means? Maybe I will do my daughter's wedding. Maybe I will hold my grandchild in my arms. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh. Got more time to win people to Christ, too. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It's win win. It's win win. Either way. But we still have this problem here because there's also this rebuke. And as God knows my heart, I wish that word wasn't in verse 15. Can I say that? I just did. You don't want it there either, right? I mean, I'm good with the teach. I can do that. I'll teach. I'm really good with encourage. I am so cool with encourage. But then why did he have to say rebuke? Ah. Whether young or old, sometimes there is a much needed rebuke in this regard. Yeah, you need to encourage one another concerning the rapture. But there may come a time where you also need to rebuke one another concerning the rapture. I want to read First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. We will close, but... I just kind of want to fill in a couple of blanks and connect just a couple more dots as we do. This is what we are to teach. It's the Word of God. What is God's Word? I know this is deeply profound. It's God's Word. What do you mean? No. God's given you His Word. You know, when we say, hey, my word is my bond. I've given you my word. Okay, I would much rather have God give me his word because, see, I know that God will never fail and God can't break his word. If God's given me his word, guess what? Done. That's his word. He's given me his word. He has promised me. Do you know that one has counted over 3,000 promises in the Word of God? Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, this is one of them. This is a promise. This is the Word of God, the promise of God to you and to me. It's the rapture. For the Lord Himself, verse 16, God's Word, will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. All those loved ones that went home to be with the Lord, this is the bodily resurrection. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Whenever I do a memorial service, I'm always reminded of this illustration of the body, soul, spirit were made in the image of God. See, when, when we die, our bodies, dust to dust, return to the ground from where they were created. And by the way, the 17 elements in the dust are the 17 elements in our flesh, our bodies. We were literally created from the dust, the dust of the earth. That's not hyperbole. That's literally. So the Spirit is absent from the body, and if you're born again of the Spirit of God, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit leaves the body and goes to be with the Lord, present with the Lord. All those loved ones, their remains are here. Our daughter, Noel, her remains are here, her spirit with the Lord. So here's the thing. When that trumpet sounds, they get their bodies first. Don't worry, we're not going to have to wait very long because it's going to be instant. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, and 52. In the twinkling of an eye, not a blink, twinkling of an eye. We're going to put off these bodies, (laughs) these corruptible bodies, and put on our glorified, incorruptible bodies like that. I mean, so fast. I mean, really fast. And we're going to meet them in the air. So here's the illustration. A light bulb. You've got the bulb, you got the light, and you got the electricity. The bulb is like the body. When it ceases... You take it out, you put it in the rubbish, it goes back to the ground from where it was created. Electricity is like the Spirit. It goes to its source. Not Hiko, by the way. (laughs) Holy Spirit goes to be with the Lord. presence of the Lord. Works both ways, by the way. If you're not born again in the Spirit, when your Spirit leaves your body, you go to hell. That's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. What about the the light that's created when you bring bulb and electricity together? Oh, that's the soul. We, when we get our new bodies, and those that died in Christ, when they get their bodies, and they're reunited with their spirit, they are a living soul light for all eternity. You see that illustration, how that works? That's what happens when you die. The spirit is absent from the body. Body goes into the ground. The light ceases, de And then when the rapture happens, they get their new bodies reunited with their spirit. And they're a living light, living soul for all eternity. Now, we bypass. I like that part. That's why I like the we who were alive and remain part because... That means we don't see death. We're going to be changed instantly in a fraction of a fraction of a second, by the way. And we're going to meet them in the air, verse 17. After that, we, I want to be a we, I want to be a we, (laughs) who are still alive and are left, will be caught up. Harpazo in the Greek. That's where we get our word rapture. It's actually transliterated from the Latin Vulgate. Notice nowhere does it say that Jesus comes back to earth. No, (laughs) we're caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. Where's the Lord? In the air! I'm sorry I'm yelling. That's the rapture. I get cynical, and I I need to repent. But you know, when people say, but the word rapture isn't in the Bible. Yes, it is. It's not in an English Bible, but if you have a Latin, it's in the Latin. Oh, how about this one? I'll just, just bear with me. I had actually somebody ask me this once. Do you really believe in a secret rapture? It stopped me. I, I had heard those words, but I'd never been asked that question before, and I have to confess that I was really taken back when I was asked that question. And of course, my flesh is right there. Rah! you know I wanted to just gotta jump, see what of your secret wait But being the godly man that I am. My answer was, I believe in the rapture because God's word says there's going to be a rapture. And then you start talking about the whole pre-trib thing, which is, by the way, coming under increasing attack, the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. That should tell you something right there. But okay, (laughs) okay, where are you going to put the rapture then? Because at some point, we're going to be caught up together with them who died in Christ first. And we're going to meet the Lord, not in New York City. You'll forgive the sanctified sarcasm. We're not going to meet Him in Jerusalem. We're going to meet Him in the air, in the rapture of the church. There's going to be a rapture. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, and this is where I want to wrap it up. Encourage one another with these words. Again, we're cool with that, right? How encouraging is that, right? I can, I can do that. That's, where do I sign? Encourage one another. I can do that. I can even teach one another i can do that where do i sign for that what if we saw it as paul writing the titus therefore rebuke one another with these words well oh, come on i'm not going to do that they'll unfriend me on social media if i do that well I'm going to close with a proverb that goes like this. The wounds of a friend are faithful and can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Here's what I'm learning. Initially, you speak the truth in love because you love and you rebuke. I mean, think about it. If you didn't care, why bother? Yeah, go ahead. We used to say that to our kids all the time. You know, we The reason why we discipline you is because we love you, to which they would respond, stop loving us so much. (laughs) And we would say things like, you know, if we didn't care, we would say, yeah, go ahead, juggle knives on the H3. I don't care. Again, if you have a better illustration, just let me know. That's my story. I'm sticking with it. You get the point, right? Why do we rebuke somebody? Because we love them enough, we care enough about them to speak the truth to them, even though we know we're jeopardizing our friendship. Oh, by the way, to not do that is self-love. Let me use this illustration. You go into the doctor's office, and the doctor realizes that you've got cancer. But he doesn't want to tell you because he wants you to still like him. So he doesn't speak the truth to you. Uh, that's an ugly doctor. I'm not talking ugly in the physical sense. That's an unloving man. Well, let's take and superimpose that into the spiritual sense. So somebody's got sin cancer. Somebody's got something in their life that's destroying them, or at best a hindrance to them. Because we just got done learning that it's the people that are eager to do good are the ones that are eager for His return, which is why they're eager to do good. So maybe this explains why they're still holding on too tightly and attached to the things of this world. And they need to be rebuked in love because you love them. Initially, they're going to resent it. They're going to hate you. They might even have some choice words for you. But the Proverbs, the word of God again, promises you that there will come a day where they will appreciate it. Initially, they'll resent it but eventually they'll appreciate it. And it works the other way around too. When you just tell somebody and flatter them what they want to hear, oh, they'll appreciate it initially. But here's the problem. Eventually, they'll resent you for it. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Had I known? Yeah, but even if I told you, you wouldn't have believed it. Hey, you didn't even tell me. That's on you. Whether I receive it or not, accept it or not, believe it or not, that's on me. But you didn't even tell me. That's on you. That's the warning to the watchman in Ezekiel. (laughs) Your blood, Mr. Watchman, their blood is on your hands. Because you didn't even warn them. You didn't even tell them the truth. What's coming? Because you didn't want to ah, ruffle any feathers. I don't want to, you know, rock the boat. No, rock the boat! ruffle the feathers yeah I don't wanna you know I'm not real confrontational no you need to confront them because Jesus is coming and that's our only hope we call it the blessed hope fine it's not just our blessed hope actually I'll say it this way it's our blessed hope because it's our only hope that's our only hope Are you kidding me? What's going on in the world right now? This is our only hope. Our only hope is Jesus. Jesus coming. Now. (laughs) I mean like right now. Encourage and if need be rebuke. Maybe there's someone in your life that needs to in love be rebuked and reminded that there will be no one in heaven after the rapture that will ever say anything like, man, sure wish the Lord didn't come back when he did.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. The Apostle Paul wrote the book of Titus after he was released from prison. One of the themes we read about is how belief impacts the decisions you make. Paul had immense faith in God, and that even impacted his attitude in the midst of difficult circumstances. Oh, to have that kind of belief! If you haven't yet found a church home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family can be a source of comfort and support, and most importantly, faithful prayer warriors. Church is a place you can serve and encourage others, too. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor JD. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings, as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there. This is a great tool to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. Again, that website is calvarychapelkaniohe.com. As we continue to study wisdom from the book of Titus with Pastor J.D., we hope you've been encouraged to live out your faith in a new way. We encourage you to keep diving deeper into the Word, and we hope you'll join us next time right here on In Spirit and Truth.